The Triumph of the Zombie Elephants Success for the Ivory Coast The Zombie Elephants Triumph in an Unlikely Win in the Capital Abidjan The African Cup of Nations has gained increasing interest as its stars gain international familiarity for the exploits in the top teams of football nations around the world. This week, in a pulsating final, victory went to the hosts Côte d'Ivoire, whose team, the Elephants, were considered underdogs against Nigeria's Super Eagles. The build-up to the final was a remarkable series of close wins by the home team. Their progress to the knockout stages was unpromising. They faced defeat in two matches, only to rescue the situation each time with late equalisers. They had also suffered a heavy defeat 5-4-0 before squeaking into the qualifying knockout stages. In some chaos, the coach was replaced for the knockout stages. A former football hero fire took over. Another two nervously won matches followed. The elephants by then were being described with dark humour by their own fans as the zombie elephants. Progress was another series of matches rescued by last-minute goals. Then the final against the mighty Super Eagles, the Nigerian team already three-time champions of the competition. They were earlier known as the Golden Eagles. The stadium was the centrepiece for an enormous state outlay of an estimated $1 billion for staging the tournament. For the final, the tournament venue exceeded eardrum safety limits even before the game started. Six hours before the start, fans were milling around the ground, waiting to get in. Local commentators, Ben Shakiri. Ivory Coast will use the crowd to their advantage. We will use the cloud because we're the flying eagles. Oh, I see it was a pun on crowd and cloud. Thank you, Ben. There's an enormous banner of a muscular elephant in the crowd. The elephant commando. Boxing fans, imagine the ring walk of a champion and triple the noise. Darts fans, think when the new sensation Luke Littler ambles up to the hockey and plonks in another 180. As kick-off approaches, the evening temperature drops to a reasonable 30 degrees. Reasonable by local standards. There are already parties breaking out all around the stadium before the game starts. Nigeria's fans are playing trumpets and dancing in the stands. Ivory Coast has just started a Mexican wave. Hours later, hysteria is built up. The anthems are followed by a musical crescendo on assorted wind and percussive instruments. Evan Okoko in a studio in London. There's almost as much action in the stands as there is on the pitch. There's nobody sitting still. There's non-stop music and everyone is moving to the rhythm. At the outset, the zombie elephants came alive 
and played the better football against their illustrious opponents. But the football fates continued to be turned against them. Nigeria played a defensive game. Perhaps expecting the elephant's usual self-destructive pattern of play would give them victory. After half an hour of successful defending, the Nigerian forwards discovered territory beyond the halfway line and force a corner. The Ivory Coast defence fell into another zombie-like trance. A leaping header from Nigerian forward Trusikong propelled the ball into the net past the despairing dive of the goalkeeper. Watford fans know all about William Trusikong after his two years at Vicarage Road. The zombie elephants seem to have returned. The Nigerians, Nigerians also return, this time to their playing of a defensive game, brushing aside all attacking efforts. The urging of the home crowd seems desperate as their players' attacks were repeatedly thwarted. Half-time arrives and passes. The elephants decide to attack again. The Golden Eagles defend. Unlike their opponents, the Nigerian team's defence has been as solid throughout the tournament as the Fork Knox defence in chess or that of the current Irish rugby team. As extra time draws near, another header from another corner, but this one from the awakened and rampaging elephants. Commentary over more explosions of noise. Bedlam in Abidjan. The tournament hosts a back level as poor marking allows Frank Kessie to head his country back into the final. He's about eight yards out, but he is totally unmarked. 90% of the fans don't care about Nigeria's defensive issues. They're jumping for joy. Now what? Their striker, Sebastian Haller, has added drama because of his backstory by even being on the pitch. He's recently turned from cancer treatment. Now he continues his dream return. He was in a hospital bed in 2022 after being diagnosed with testicular cancer. He's just scored the winner in the AFCON final. The vital breakthrough was started by another player familiar to English Premier League fans. Simon Adingra has added a few pounds to his value in this final. The Brighton players' darting win play has been immense to help Ivory Coast turn it round. It was his teasing cross which beat the meanest defence in the tournament. Haller's subtlest of touches evaded the diving goalkeeper. Pandemonium. Panda elephantine ivorian monium. I'd like to give the last words to BBC regional commentators following the tournament. They were commenting about the excellent play, both of the players and the referees and officials. Zitian, English FA and referees should learn proper refereeing and how to use VAR and be consistent with it from our games here at AFCON. Standard of officiating has been top-notch and nearly perfect. Africa is blessed. Uchina Isa, who else noticed that there hasn't been a single refereeing or VAR controversy in this AFCON? We don't talk much about this because it's Africa. 
I think the English Premier League ref should be sent to Africa for a tutorial. And I, for one, am not arguing with that.